Hello, business teacher friends, and welcome back to the Art of Teaching Business podcast. I am Denise Lee, your host. This particular episode is going to be all about field trips. This time of the year, right after the start of a new school year, I try to plan what field trips I'm going to be taking for the year. And I budget it the year before and always talk to our transportation folks to see uh, what buses are going to be costing. And we have taken in the last 28 years some wonderful field trips. Some of the best memories of my teaching were field trips, opportunities to teach children and students things that I can't teach them in the classroom is just such a welcome opportunity. I want to share with you four different types of field trips that I've taken students on in the past 28 years that have just been really successful um, opportunities and wonderful opportunities for students to learn and grow with me as well. The first type of field trip Uh, that I want to talk about is a field trip that we took 17 years in a row. (laughs) I went back to see before this podcast about how many years we did this field trip and 17 years in a row. Now, I used to teach in a department of three business teachers and, you know, one retired, they didn't replace her. The other retired, they didn't replace her. And here I am, a department of one. But back when we had the three business teachers. Yeah. For 17 years, we went to the city of Pittsburgh. Our school district is about 50 minutes from Pittsburgh. I teach in a very rural school district. However, we do have a great big city in our backyard and a lot of students go to Pittsburgh. Um, I wouldn't say regularly, but they've been to Pittsburgh with their families, but a lot of students haven't. So I take them, I took them to the Strip District in Pittsburgh. The Strip District is really the hub of where business started in Pittsburgh because of the railroad. And it's a wonderful historical area. And it's also an area that I can give the students parameters. They can't go past this street and they can't go past that other street on the other side. So they have about a half of a mile stretch of businesses that I want them to visit. Before this strip district trip took place each year, I made a trip to the strip district just to do my own homework. I made up a scavenger hunt That was usually a two-page, 20-question scavenger hunt that would assure that my students weren't sitting in a coffee house or in a place to eat the entire time, that they were really looking in these different places. So this, the Strip District has uh, a wonderful fish market and great places to get fresh cuts of meat with butchers that will customize Uh, your meat order. And they have places where you go to get your Italian cheeses and sauces and pastas and breads. Uh, A lot of other ethnic specialty stores as well, Asian cuisine, Indian cuisine, you name it. The Strip District also has the freshest produce because that still is where a lot of our things come in from um, 
you know, from other places in the country, fresh cut flowers, produce, I mean, you name it. They also have beautiful tapestries and fabrics, and it just reminds me so much of Sesame Street. And so I give a little history of the strip district in my classroom before we go on these field trips, like the day before or two days before the trip to get students really excited about going. And then the two-page scavenger hunt had questions on it like this. In Woolies Meat Market, what song does the sprinklers play when they come on to sprinkle on the produce? They, it actually plays, we're singing in the rain. Why do I ask a question like that? I want them to go into Woolies and I want them to see the selection of produce because that's something I will be talking to them about in my classroom uh, days ahead or after the, the field trip. I also asked them what building has a mural painted on the side of it of an angel and what businesses are housed in that building. I'll also ask them to list three different types of cheeses in Enrico uh, Italian restaurant that they can't pronounce. Um, again, really just exposing my students to culture and the different types of things that you can get in the strip district in Pittsburgh. I also asked them, what is the name of the biscotti store um, in the strip district? So again, this was a great opportunity because I'm taking students who are growing up in the country to the city. Now, a lot of them, they are not, you know, um, house, they, they, they get out of their house and they get to go places with their family. But this is an opportunity for students to learn about some of the culture. Um, even if they have been to Pittsburgh in the past, we are discussing it as a class. So this has, again, been a great opportunity uh, for um, the students to learn and grow together as we are going to be discussing a lot of what they see as the year goes on in business class. Another popular field trip that I have done, we have so many Fortune 500 companies in Pittsburgh. We have visited uh, Del Monte Foods, we visited Alcoa, and of course I'm making a connection with the company and talking to great at great lengths with them before the trip happens. Uh, when I talked, did the Alcoa trip, it was the two ladies in the HR department that I talked to extensively. What were my goals and objectives as a teacher for this trip? What did I want my students to see? And of course, my goals and objectives were that they were going to see um, the inner workings of a corporation. And I wanted them to be able to see how many careers were available within um, their office spaces there. Now, these are not factories. These were uh, the headquarters for Alcoa. Alcoa is the um, aluminum company of America. And at the time Al Alcoa, that we did that particular field trip, Alcoa was also making uh, plastic bottle caps for water bottles. So they had a lot of product examples that they showed the students. Um, they showed the students the underground uh, place where the student, where the all the employees park. Uh, they took them on every level and explained to them, this is our human resources. Uh, this is our procurement department. This department does this in procurement and ordering and supplies. And then they had a logistics department and accounting man, uh, where the managers are and how much bigger those offices were with a view of the city. So 
again, Alcoa was an excellent opportunity for my students to see the inner workings of corporation in their backyard. One of my very favorite field trips, uh, I've, I've done this one a couple of times uh, before the pandemic, was my retail field trip. It was very inexpensive. Actually, there's hardly any expense to any of these. The buses were the most expensive. Um, my retail field trip, we actually started out at Cabela's. We're about 25 minutes from a Cabela's and Cabela's opened their doors for us. Again, I reached out to Cabela's ahead of time and they gave my students a tour. They had four employees to take four groups at a time to see different things in the store. They sat down at a board meeting, um, a board table, excuse me, in Cabela's uh, just to discuss the tiers of management in Cabela's. And it was really a good opportunity for kids to see, again, business in their backyard. When we left Cabela's, we went to Target, which was, oh my, we could have walked there, but I thought it was safer for us to just get on the buses and go. So it was very close to Cabela's. And in Target, my students did a goose chase scavenger hunt. If you have never used goose chase, it's an app, it's free. And if you have the free version, I believe you're allowed four teams. I have a premium version. I've used it for church in the past where I'm allowed more teams and it's not that expensive. I don't recall exactly how much it is per year, but honestly, um, it was wonderful. You populate the prompts on, and I did it all on my phone. Um, I asked the students in one of the prompts to find something in Target that was a good example of geographical segmentation. We learned about geographical segmentation ahead of time, but I did see some people Googling and I was okay with that because they're relearning. We're reiterating some concepts. And it was, it was great. Uh, they found an entire area of clothes for WVU uh, because that Cabela's, or I'm sorry, that Target area was right by West Virginia University. And they also found uh, some apple cider that was from a local, local um, apple orchard in our area. Again, geographical segmentation. Another question I asked them is to find a product that is specifically targeting me, Mrs. Lee, a middle-aged woman. And I told him I'm thick skinned, but please be nice. Oh my gosh. We giggled when we looked at the results uh, and their responses to these. So how do students respond? I asked them to make sure everyone in the group was in the photo, every photo. So they had to take a picture with, for, of a product for targeting me, but everyone had to be in the picture with the product. And you take the picture in the app, they upload it right there, they just submit it. And the next day after this field trip, we were able to look at everyone's responses. It was so fun and a great way for classroom community building. So again, that app is called Goose Chase. There is a free version and I can't stress enough how engaging an app like that is. It made our target visit so much more um, fun and purposeful. I wanted them to see specific things within target 
And I wanted them to find things we've discussed in class, concepts and content that we've learned. One of the things they had to find as well was a company that was renting or leasing an area from Target. I wanted to discuss that with them in the, in a future lesson. And that particular Target has a Starbucks and they have a Little Caesars pizza. So, you know, the students all had to be in the picture and they took their picture in front of, and they were goofy in the picture. It was just, it was really a lot of fun. After we left Cabela's, again, we went to Target. After we left Target, we we parked the buses. We had two for this field trip in the middle of a McDonald's and a Wendy's. So there was just a parking lot dividing the two. This is a great way to get lunch over quicker because we weren't going in one restaurant. They were splitting between the two. We didn't care who went to which. One chaperone went to Wendy's one went to McDonald's and it actually seemed like a pretty even split and we got out of there relatively quickly. The last stop of the day for that retail field trip was the movie theater and I learned so much at the movie theater. Of course, this was all pre-planned. I even called McDonald's and Wendy's ahead of time to let them know they were going to have a couple of buses for lunchtime to be courteous and they could staff accordingly. But at the, the movie theater, they set the kids in one of the theaters and they talked to them about their profit margins. And it, I didn't realize that 80% of the money that they make in a movie theater is by the concession stand. I knew it was significant, but I did not realize it was that significant which of course led us to a conversation about how expensive these movies are to produce and how do you pay these, these big time stars, the millions, you know, who's paying for that? Well, of course it's the movie tickets. They also told us how much of a profit margin they made on their popcorn. Popcorn is pennies to make and they sell it for so much money. And they also discussed their arcade. So it was a great way to discuss revenue streams. They have their arcade, they have birthday parties because they have a party room, they have their concession stand. They also lease their space every Sunday morning to a local church to have their church services. So they have that revenue coming in every week as well. So again, I learned so much at the movie theater with my students and then we were back to the school. So that was the retail field trip and it was great. We really paid none of those. We didn't pay anything to, for any of those businesses. I made sure I had the money in my budget for uh, the buses and that was the retail field trip. Another field trip that I took, and it was actually the last one I'm going to discuss in this podcast, and that is the, the wonderful field trips that we took after COVID. Of course, in the 2020-2021 school year, we took no field trips. That was a survival year. But in 21-22, and actually last year as well, we did in-house field trips. We didn't travel anywhere. Uh, I did not have the money for buses in my budget because we purchased some other big items in my department, but I brought the field trip to my students. 
I blocked off four different locations in our school. We have a big, large group instruction area, and we also have the library, which is not being used as a traditional library any longer, and we have the auditorium as well. I had entrepreneurs come at different class periods, um, not necessarily periods because the students were out of school the entire day, but someone spoke for about an hour about his business, but while doing so, did demonstrations as well. He actually has a pizzeria in our school district, and he was making dough while he was talking to my students. He was explaining how he makes his pizza dough and while he was talking about his journey in starting this pizzeria. So it would be highly engaging. I also had a dog groomer that came in. She has a small business in our area and she did a demonstration with on her own dog of how she grooms the dogs. And the students were able to see her mobile truck that she uses because she's called Groom and Zoom. And it is a dog grooming company on wheels. So the students loved that. They were able to, you know, really um, see how some entrepreneurs have started their business, what they do on the daily. They had opportunities to ask questions to them as well. In the afternoon, I had a panel of three entrepreneurs sitting on stage and my students asked well, they submitted questions to me ahead of time to ask these three entrepreneurs. We talked about their business. They got to talk about their businesses and um, just a great opportunity for students to get excited about perhaps starting their own um, entrepreneurial journey and seeing that others that walked in their halls uh, were successful and happy working for themselves. I realize that not everyone is going to be an entrepreneur and it is not my goal as a business teacher to encourage everyone to start their own business. But a lot of these entrepreneurs talked about services that they hire out like accountants and social media marketing managers and web designers. And I could go on and on. And those are careers that perhaps my students didn't even realize existed. So it was a great way uh, to shine light on those careers as well. So those are four different types of field trips that I have had that have just been so successful. Field trips are an excellent way for students to get um, excited about taking your classes. They're a great way to build your program. Kids like to go on field trips and you want to be known as the teacher that goes the extra mile to offer them these opportunities off campus or on campus so that they can learn and grow together in your business education classroom. So I so appreciate you listening to the Art of Teaching Business podcast. Um, stick around. I have so many more wonderful episodes in plan for you for this school year.